Getting engaged is a moment worth cherishing. A one-of-a-kind ring that you design at Blue Nile can help your love sparkle. Just choose your diamond and setting. When you've found the one, you'll get it delivered right to your door. Finding the right engagement ring can be nerve-wracking. At Blue Nile, you'll have the expert guidance needed and a diamond guarantee that ensures you're getting the highest quality at the best price. Cherish all of life's moments and save up to 30% at BlueNile.com. That's BlueNile.com. An update on the emerging viral infection from Wuhan City in China. The disease was first picked up by the Chinese in early December and notified to the World Health Organization at the beginning of January. The source of the outbreak appears to be a food market in Wuhan City and the virus itself is a newly identified member of a viral family called coronaviruses. Scientists suspect that this new one is not a human virus and is normally carried by wild animals, possibly bats, or, as a new paper just published from Beijing speculates, snakes. Bringing these animals into food markets is probably what triggered the outbreak. But how significant is the situation and how far might this new virus spread? Neil Ferguson is looking at these questions at Imperial College. This last week has been very fast moving. We published some early estimation of the real scale of the outbreak last week, which said it might be 1,700 or more cases. Also, human-to-human transmission now, which was uncertain, has been confirmed. But the level of that is still uncertain. Do we know any more yet about what the agent is? We know that it's a novel coronavirus. The original animal species it came from is unknown at the current time. We know that it causes respiratory disease in common with other coronaviruses. The severity of that disease varies from person to person who gets it, all the way from very severe, some deaths have been caused so far, to apparently really quite mild people with a a fever and maybe flu-like symptoms who recover quite easily in a few days. What's the main mechanism of transmission, do we think? Understanding transmission is a key priority at the current time, and we can't honestly answer that question. It was thought early on. Most people were getting infected from the animal reservoir, but because the actual species isn't known, we can't even be sure of that, but there were clear connections with a particular animal market in Wuhan City. Now the situation is much less clear. Chinese scientists have confirmed human-to-human transmission and indeed some clusters of transmission, so-called super-spreading events, significant numbers of people getting infected by one infected person. We just don't know at the moment how most people are getting infected, but increasingly it looks like human-to-human transmission is playing a more important role than earlier. How long does the disease take to incubate? We don't know the incubation period of the disease either from the data at least is available thus far. It is likely to be quite similar to other coronaviruses though, both SARS coronavirus which came out in 2002-03 and then MERS coronavirus which has caused sporadic cases in the Middle East. Both of those have incubation periods of about five days. So that means then a person who catches this somewhere given how well connected the world is with flights, no city more than about 24 hours from any other city now, could be on the other side of the world and going about their business and incubating this before we actually even know they've got it. Yes, in theory. In terms of a risk assessment, we've been informed by actual data on you know how many people go from Wuhan to other cities in the world, which are the highest cities at risk. 
And it's no coincidence that the first cities which detected exported cases were in Thailand and Japan, which are the number one destinations of Chinese travellers from Wuhan City. The thing we have been doing thus far is trying to use data on cases emerging in other cities outside China to get a handle on really how big the epidemic might be in China. And that's where, from the so far five exported cases, we estimate over 2,000 cases in, in mainland China. Have you factored in the fact that it is Chinese New Year? So the population dynamics mean there's going to be a lot of people on the road getting together and then dispersing again. Yes, um, we have factored that in to the extent we can. We have previous year's data on how much travel increases doesn't make a difference to how quickly case numbers accumulate but of course it can make a difference to how quickly the virus disperses across China and across the world. What then is the best way that China could control this and what should the rest of the world be doing given what we know at the moment? So before we can attempt control in a kind of evidence-informed way we need to understand better what we're dealing with I think the Chinese are trying to do this with a great deal of urgency at the current time. We need to understand human-to-human transmission better. Is it capable of causing a self-sustaining epidemic in its own right? In terms of controls, I mean, the Chinese have introduced a lot of controls already um, in terms of trying to isolate cases as quickly as possible. They go back and look at contacts of those cases. What we really don't know is how effective that will be. If there's a a large proportion of relatively mild cases who just have flu-like or even cold-like symptoms, those measures might not be enough. We may, may miss a lot of cases. And we'll keep you posted as we learn more. Neil Ferguson there.